Hi friend, my name is Helen Garcia and you're listening to the Minimalist Creators Podcast where I discuss what it's like to be a creator living with intention, deliberateness, and a sense of realness. And y'all, if you've been listening to me for the last like year or so and keeping up with this journey, you know that this didn't used to be called minimalist creators. And I want to keep this explanation short because I want to get to the point of this episode. But the reason why I rebranded is because a lot of people can't spell conscious minimalism. And so minimalist creators says a lot about what this podcast is actually about, helping serve creatives in a way that allows them to reach a place of simplicity and not just career potential, but also life potential. And today's episode is going to help you do that. So today's episode, it's being able to have a practice of rhythmic checking in with yourself as opposed to just segregating it to the morning. The original theory of a lot of people is that having a really great morning routine will allow you to have the best day. But what happens when you wake up late? What happens when things don't go the way that you plan them? What then? And that's kind of been the rhythm and thought process of my life in the last week or so, partly because I work from home some days out of the week and some days I work from the office. And as a mental health therapist and as a creative, I find it really hard to have the best morning routine when every single day is a really different day. And so I want to kind of help you get into a practice I like to call rhythmic reflection and rhythmic rest. So let's get started. These last two weeks have been some of the most innovative moments of realization that I've ever had in my life. I redecorated my apartment. I rebranded this podcast. I ended up reconnecting with friends. I set up daily rituals in order to get to a place where I felt a ton of peace. And I broke a lot of my fears around money down and I no longer have any money anxiety. And I kind of want to reflect on how powerful journaling can be and how being able to have a faith practice has really opened my eyes to so many opportunities that I never really saw for myself. And so let's dive into it. There's usually just one model that's common out there about having the perfect day. People are documenting their evening and morning routines and what that does to the human brain and what that's been doing to my mind personally is it's created a lot of black and white thinking and rigidity around what my day should look like and what that can do for a person is that it makes you want to fit into a specific mold and when you don't fit into that specific mold you start to feel like a failure because you don't have the perfect morning routine but what if you actually took the time to analyze what is it that worked for you rather than fitting into this like perfect cookie cutter thing called a morning routine one of the questions that i always ask myself is what are some routines that are actually practical for me so there are ceos out there who run like 20 to 30 miles every single day and it's insane but that's what helps them and every person is cut from a different cloth and so forcing someone to fit into this like perfect routine is never going to work for them as creatives some people are really innovative at like 8 p.m at night like me or 
at like 12 o'clock and not in the morning. And I've tried so hard to fit into this like perfect morning routine that I've actually focused more on that and not on the innovative work itself. And so sometimes productivity can become its own form of distraction because you're not setting yourself up for doing consistently great work every single day, which can be counterproductive. And so I'm not saying that not having a routine is better, but what I am saying is you have to take inventory about what works for you as a person and being an acceptance and discipline with that duality will allow you to get more done in a shorter amount of time. And so what that looks like is rather than forcing yourself to be David Goggins, maybe accept that you're a Helen like me who likes waking up and having a slower morning or enjoys being able to go to work at 10 o'clock and have an hour instead of setting aside six hours in the morning because your most innovative time of creativity is from 8 p.m. to 12 p.m. And it's being able to analyze how you interact throughout the day to see where it is that you get the most energy and being kind around your own rhythm. You know, there's a really great book out there called Daily Rituals where this author actually documents all of the routines of different creative people And it's no surprise that different creatives did things very differently. I think that the absence of acceptance when it comes to how certain people do things differently probably comes from this massive groupthink and access to social media that we've never had before in our society. Creatives had the ability to really think for themselves back then without the pressure of fitting into any specific mold. And what I'm presenting to you is maybe their genius came from this place of self-acceptance and working around that self-acceptance as opposed to forcing yourself to become someone that you are not. This episode is actually a buildup of the morning routine. And my opinion of the morning routine is that it's essentially lacking in a lot of basic principles of helping people live a more meaningful life that it has the legs of meaning and it has the legs of being able to survive through a good chunk of the day with an essence of self-reflection. But I find it incomplete because I think that the morning routine is to speed up productivity, but oftentimes productivity is not just and not just the only marker for a meaningful life. And so today I kind of want to cover the practice of accountability, the practice of being able to pay yourself first, the practice of generosity, having a faith practice, and having a writing practice. When you've burnt out and you've been in this pattern of overwork, sometimes it's easy to believe that you can do everything for yourself. But over the last six months of being in this place of recovery, I've learned that I actually want the humility to relinquish the control and to be able to get better through feedback rather than having everything be up to me. And so accountability has been one of the best practices that I've done in order to grow as an individual. Before, I thought that I had to be able to read everyone's mind and to be able to just be perfect all the time. And it wasn't something that actually helped me speed up my growth it actually made me more isolated as a human being. 
So practically speaking, asking for accountability requires three main subpoints. Number one, really being humble enough to ask for feedback. Number two, going to people that you trust. And number three, not only can you trust them, do you admire them? Do they live a life that you seek towards becoming more and more? So there's practice number one of accountability. Practice number two has to do with money. And this helped me relinquish a lot of my scarcity mindset around money. And it's being able to pay yourself first. Now, when I say pay yourself first, a lot of the things that I personally struggled with was buying what I needed, like paper towels, napkins, being able to get a shoe rack when I needed it. One of the main questions and drivers that I would ask myself in these last six months in order to recover from a lot of my scarcity mindset was asking myself how I would want to be treated in a relationship and whether or not I was getting that treatment towards myself. So that's practice number two of being able to pay yourself. And it really starts with the foundation of loving yourself from a really pure and honest place. Practice number three has a lot to do with doing this after you've paid yourself. And it's the practice of generosity. Oftentimes when we're in a scarcity mindset, we feel like there's nothing left to give. But our expanse comes from practicing generosity and being able to give back to people, especially those that you love and care about. Personally, for me, being able to walk in a posture of generosity has allowed me to see that making money can actually be a good thing when you embrace it and you're honest with yourself about how you perceive it. And being able to counteract that by giving back to the people that you love, like being able to buy my mother coffee whenever I see her, being able to see my sister, you know, give her a ride has been a really great pleasure of mine in the last couple of months. So that's practice number three. Okay, I've been babbling. Here is practice number four. Those that don't know, and I read my Bible twice a day, and what it does is it actually grounds me in who I am as an individual, that I'm just a creature and not someone that is God. And so being able to trust in a heavenly being that's far more powerful than me has allowed me to practice a profound level of surrender. And honestly, it's made me a better person. So that's my faith practice. And number five kind of goes hand in hand with my faith practice, and that's writing. I think that in the future of these podcast episodes, having a really concrete writing practice will help me babble less and not come to you from a place of trying to sound impressive, but rather walking into it with a space of authenticity and being able to be myself. I think growth-wise, I still acknowledge that I'm kind of awkward on camera and I'm working on it. So those are all five of my practices rhythmically that I personally use in order to keep in touch with my inner being accountability, being able to pay yourself, generosity, having a faith practice, and having a writing practice are five things that I do daily. Bonus tip, if you go on a walk every day or if you exercise every day, my exercises of choice are yoga and high-intensity interval training exercises, and those things often ground me when all five of these practices don't work. So with that being said, if you liked this episode and are interested in growing as a creator and achieving a more meaningful life, hit that subscribe button and... Um, 
I will talk to you next Thursday. Every Thursday, I post some of the teachings that I personally try to practice for myself, and every Monday, I post how I'm applying them, some pitfalls, some barriers, some relational exercises that I do to come back to my body. So my name is Helen Garcia. Thank you for watching the very first episode of the Minimalist Creators podcast, and I continue to be grateful for you. Talk to you soon.